0: I take my I take shirt off <laughs> Work all day Hustle <laughs> <soul> and pray <laughs> Got no way to go Got to catch my shoulder My plantation, shoe My plantation, shoe My plantain shoe Ah Plantain, plantain Plantain, 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 plantain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shirtless Plantain Show, the Manchester United edition. Um, I'm not even going to beat around the bush, man. I'm vexed. I'm very pissed off because I don't like having to repeat myself so many times over and over and over and over again. And obviously, I have no bearing on my United fortunes or whatever decisions Ten hard makes. But when a guy that has no affiliation with United... Um, has compared to compared to the experts has incredibly incredibly limited football knowledge, um, you know, compared to you know manage, actual managers like Ten Hag and and Marco Silva and whatever else, right? If I can spot genuine deficiencies in what United are doing before they happen, before the game even starts, kind of thing. What in the world is Ten Hag actually thinking at this point? Is his hand is his hand so tied that is his hand so tied that he essentially just is just throwing in the towel and is hoping for the best because that's what it looks like his team are doing. You know, we 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 spoke before. You know, those of you that follow follow us, we spoke before about how it seems deliberate that he's bypassing midfield and you know just trying to. Um, Catch team sleeping with second balls kind of thing. That would only make sense if you have somebody high up the pitch who can win the ball consistently, i.e., someone like Havertz. <laughs> you know, and I don't I, look. This is not an Arsenal pod, but you get the point I'm making. Someone who's going to win headers, someone who's going to win second balls. You know, and if 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 and if not, you know, someone like a Rice, you can play as a number eight when the ball's like bobbling around the midfield. Someone's going to snap it up straight away. You now don't have anybody like that. Nobody even close. In their whole, in the entire squad, you know. So, the game style that he's playing, it, it makes no sense. Like he's, it feels as if at this point he's setting up these, pardon me, these players to fail. I'm, I'm so baffled at some of the decision making from what he's doing. And, you know, there's only so long you can you can actually just say you know, certain players are not good enough. Look, he's not playing Anthony. He recognises Anthony's dog shit, like, just nowhere near it at all. Right, so that's fair enough on him, so he understands that. But with the players that you have, you're playing a style that doesn't compliment them at all. It just doesn't. Fulham have have a bunch of injuries themselves. In like you know a bunch of injuries, and suspensions. And Palini wasn't playing today. You know they 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 changed both centre backs, they changed both central midfielders, and they looked so comfortable out there. Yeah, they looked like the home team. They looked like the home team. And to make to make matters even worse, I don't think United actually started shooting. Until around the thirtieth minute or something like that, I think United were were so were so bad and so um, ponderous on the ball that Fulham just kind of were just so relaxed. Fulham had no issues, and then when United did wake up, you know, Leno made a couple of good saves or whatever, but they were laboured. Everything was just laboured from United. They looked a bit, the commentator said they looked a bit leggy. I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think United did, did look leggy. They didn't have a midweek midweek game. I don't think they did. I don't, I don't think they looked leggy. I just think they looked out of ideas. And Fulham, Fulham looked like a team that actually have um, an objective and an identity of how they want to play. And sometimes that, you know, identities are important in football. But sometimes I think they're a little bit overrated. Sometimes, but I think this is what United are crying out for. They genuinely are. I, I'm genuinely just so lost. You know, and, and and it's sad because we're talking about on a day where, you know, Forson. You know, from the academy. Omari Forson has made his debut for United. It should be one of like... It should be like... I'm sure it still is the happy one, probably the happiest day of his life, life to date. Which, you know, I'm happy for him. It's good for him. But it ended in a loss. And it's just... You know, you don't want to associate that with your debut. But at the same time, it's still a fantastic achievement. But you've done that. You've set the team out, including him, out to fill. Like... Because he's a kid, I'm sure he had a blast out there. But when he gets a bit older... When he gets a bit older, he's going to realise that that was just... He sent him to the slaughter. Like, it was just... Everything you know, I'm gonna try my best to structure this pod, but it's not gonna come out structured. I won't lie to you because I'm just gonna rant. You know, I'm just, going, I'm just gonna rant, and I, and I'm feeling angry. I can't imagine how actually United fans feel. It's, it's so, it's so baffling to me, and so, and, and, so, and so, I'm just frustrated. It's, it seems to be the same, same thing every week, regardless of opposition, regardless of the level of position. Whether you're playing a team in the FA Cup, that's you know divisions below you, or whatever. United, week in, week out, are losing the midfield battle. They're losing the midfield battle in the tunnel, to be fair, actually, because those players that come out, they don't seem up for it at all. Every single week, they're losing the midfield battle. And other teams in midfield seem to be playing in acres and acres of space. The amount of times today Fulham would make one or two passes, no more than two passes, and they're at United's defence, gliding with the ball. Whether it was Pereira, whether it was Iwobi, do you know what I mean? Whether it, whether it was um, Lukic or Reid. Every single one of... All five of um, their midfielders today all carried the ball at least 30, 30 yards through United's midfield at one point in the game. That's embarrassing. That's absolutely embarrassing. That It's just... It's a it's a joke that United, United are playing this way and you have a section of the fan base, I'm sure of it, I think, you know what, it's fine. You know, we won how many games on the bounce. Without Hoyland's goals, United probably would have lost God knows how many games on the bounce. Hoyland don't play, doesn't play today. Isn't there to build you up. I'm sure Hoyland scores today, 100%. Scores before probably even Fulham, before even Fulham probably get there first, right? United are bailed out by it, and I now you're faced with the ugly truth. You know you cannot play these games. When they played, when you when you guys beat West Ham, West Ham had like a 1.8 something um, xG if I remember correctly, and I was just like, hold on a second. United, United won that game give me a second I'm going, I'm going to fact pull up the stats right now United won that game 3-0 with a point eight three goal difference and United had a 1.84 goal difference and United were at home like these kind of things matter because the one-off game everyone has a one-off game but it seems to be a recurring pattern United seem to be getting away with one every week now, if you get away wave on every week for long enough, maybe it's a maybe it's it's not luck at this point. But you now you can clearly see that it's all it's it's all gonna it's all unraveling week on week. They're getting less and less lucky kind of thing. So and that luck ran out with the moment Hoyland got injured. So, and the result of it, he's not bailing you out now. And then look, Fulham go there with no apart from Rashford and Garnacho, obviously quick and the threats in behind. But look. Robinson is probably the quickest player was probably the quickest player on the pitch today. He's that quick kind of thing. They don't and like they have, they have the their entire defense is all mobile, big strong guys that are mobile. Kind of, thing. they weren't really worried about the threats in behind like that at all. So they can play, they could play their game, not not having to worry about oh, if we're running back to our own goal, do we have the players that can catch them, catch these players up? They were fine. Fulham, Fulham were fine. <sighs> Look, it's gonna. I'm to like a broken record here, but. United's problems begin and end in midfield because if you have a good midfield, you can you can mitigate for having a, a, a shaky-ish defense, right? You can mitigate you can mitigate for that by controlling the game. Yeah, obviously you're gonna have periods in the game where you suffer another team attacks you kind of thing, but ultimately you'll be able to you have way more of the ball, you have way more um, territory in the game where you won't be under that much pressure, where someone like a Lindelof, do you know what I mean? Or any any of the other defenders will be under will be under pressure kind of thing. It doesn't it doesn't make sense that you've put out your best midfield today, and you have zero control. And poor Kobi Maino Kobi Maino was running around at midfield thinking these men are all my olders. yeah, and I'm running around with the only one with, with sense. Every single time Casemiro got the ball, it was hoof, right? And again, I'm not blaming Casemiro per se, but I'm just saying it was hoof. Same thing with Onana, same thing with Bruno as well. Bruno, to me at this point, you know, no disrespect to him, but I don't think he's a disgrace. Like, I'm not even going to, like, make jokes about how bad I think he's in. I don't think he's rubbish, and that's the end of it. Anytime I talk about Bruno now, it's going to be relative to what? It's going to be relative to his actual performance on the day and not what I think of him overall as a player and as a captain kind of thing. But today he was just pants. He was just rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. There was a clip that I saw today that I didn't notice at the time, but the Bulls fought him in midfield, in, in midfield and he just hoofed it for no reason. He just hoofed it like trying to find Rashford kind of thing and it didn't make any sense. Any half decent midfielder takes a touch assesses these options kind of thing in a split second because that's what top midfielders do. They make these decisions quickly but he panics because he's not good under pressure and he's not really a good dribbler kind of thing. So you know and know was a theme throughout the entire game like his hero ball got United at equaliser fair enough but you have no control of the game, so you do that. Okay, you're back in the game, kind of thing, and then bang, you're right under pressure again. And guess what? You concede another goal, and then you lose. So I'm, I'm just really just, you know, vex. I am like, I thought I'd calm down my right now, but I'm, I'm not. Like it's a, it actually feels like, you know, and obviously I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing this because I enjoy it, kind of, but it generally does feel at some point something that like, sometimes like a waste of time because the same shit I was saying in October is what I'm saying in February. Midfield, 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 midfield. United sort of found a way to get their front three when they were all fit, functioning, an attack and attacking. It seemed and it, and and it seems to be seems to be going well at least. But that front three absolutely, absolutely depends on a midfield that can supply the ball to them consistently, and it's not going to leave hang them out to dry. That like that front three is really good if you've got a midfield behind them that can consistently consistently find them. Basically, if you have a midfield that's playing like they're playing today. That, that front three is useless. It's you doesn't. You can have you could have literally Mbappe, Haaland and Zaka in that front three, right? And if man are not getting the ball, they're not a threat. They're just not a threat at all. United don't have oh, a, a, an actual consistent, reliant way of passing the ball through the lines and the build up where they can get the most dangerous players on the ball. Every time United had a chance, it just felt late. But apart from when Fulham actually retreated. I said, OK, we'll have what we hold kind of thing. You know, then obviously you gain territory there because obviously now the other teams actually sat off you rather than playing the original, you know, their plan A, if you like. You know, Eriksson came on and on the ball, you know, he looked pretty good, you know, as he usually does off the ball, absolute car crash, absolute disaster. And Fulham were just, Fulham were happy to, every time they were going to 50-50 duels 50, 50 with him, they knew they were coming out on top every time. When they played the ball behind him, they didn't even... Like, sometimes the players weren't even sprinting because they knew that he wouldn't get anywhere near them. I I just don't... All of United's problems just seem to be from midfield. Whether it's with the ball or without the ball, it's just... There's no intensity when you don't have the ball. There's no intensity when you do have the ball. But then with the ball, there's, there's hardly any invention. There's, there's hardly any invention there. Um, I'm just very... Very, very, very frustrated by it all, honestly, uh, and I feel for United, for United fans, you know, and I, and and I say that as someone that you know has enjoyed United, you know, fucking around, but no, seriously, it's it's embarrassing, man. It's it's like need to stand up for all, like figure some shit out, um, yeah. So I suppose that that's the first half of this pod. Um, you guys have asked um, some questions, which. I will answer, and some of them were actually, um, some of them were, some of them were actually just like complaints, which is fair enough. But the first question from Darth Pele was: "Is how would you redo the subs?" um Ten Hag made today. First of all, I'm bringing on Ahmad for whoever straight away. I'm bringing on Ahmad for whoever. Ahmad's profile in a game like this makes sense. A calm head, who is decisive, you know. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely comes on. Um, I suppose <sighs> McTominay and Eriksen coming on, obviously, one of them was a forced um substitution, I believe, uh, for, for Casemiro, um, which is fair enough, but yeah, <sighs> look, Anthony coming on in the 99th minute, I think that's probably the best thing Ten Hag done today. That guy shouldn't be playing for United, he's just he's dog, shit. he's not the standard. Um, maybe for some sort of semblance of control Maybe bring on Amrabat But again The intensity of the game Maybe it just it passes him by as well I don't know United don't have a lot of options But yeah United, United's problem is Ten Hag And the way he's setting United up It's, it's very very obvious um, Darren Tedrick has asked What was the intent behind United set up today? Get the ball to one of your super quick forwards as quickly as possible and hope for the best. That was their intent. Was an intent after that? None. None. I'm not even sure what United's um, defensive approach was today because Fulham seems to be having all the fun in the world. Had it well, be had his shooty boots on in the first half. He, he walked away in the first half of a brace. Easily. So, I I don't know. And he's one of the mo- He's probably one of the players in the world you want, you know, bearing down on your goal despite him getting a win today because... He just hasn't put it together for his final product, and I love Irobi, but his final product is just crap. And he was getting very good looks today, so yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'm not too sure what else, what else there is to say. Um, but yeah, there was some more actually. Um, a question about Uniteds, you know, what United fans thought about. Um, Ten Hag in general um, so I suppose we'll get into that uh, so yeah we asked how do you feel about Ten Hag and Jay Quintana J underscore Quintana Ten has said um, it was always open heart surgery and it still is now I absolutely agree with that I do United's um, project I feel like at this point is still very much in its infancy because of how far behind you are in terms of the in terms of just the quality. Keeping it a buck, Mainu is great, kind of thing, but United probably need an entire new midfield. You can't build around an 18 year old. Like he's great, but he's not Fabregas. If he was Fabregas, then yeah, I'd understand. But he's absolutely fantastic, but he's not Fabregas. So you can't build it. So United need a whole And Manu shares minutes with another top midfielder. That's that's the way to go straight away. Then he said Aside from a solid eleven when healthy, we don't go we don't got the facility. we haven't got the facilities, bruv. Said we needed to give him time. Um now no one wants to. Look, now nobody wants to give him time because he's setting your team up to fail, man. Like, I don't know what else to say, but he's generally setting your team up your team up to fail, you know. Um yeah, S double has said honestly he just thinks he's okay. He's nowhere near as terrible at the general consensus, but I no longer feel he's a title winning coach. Well, I've got some news for you. <laughs> um, I think he's, I think he's probably a little bit worse than what people initially thought, um, but he's not a terrible coach. But he's doing a lot of backwards things for United right now. Being a title-winning coach, he's won titles in in in, in Ajax. So you know, I'm not sure about that point there. But yeah. Um, but then, you know, the good point that he made that is that uh, you can't really get rid of him because, obviously, um, yeah, you can't afford to. Um, so, yeah, United won't get rid of Ten Hag. I don't think it makes sense for them to get rid of Ten Hag unless, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, unless, like, for example, someone like javier Alonso was available now. But he's not going to be available to United, so it doesn't make sense for him to get rid, to get rid of him. Um, CJ at CJ Bonafire13 I said he wants to give Ten Hag another season Um, he doesn't have he doesn't think he has the respect of certain players and knows certain players will be sold in the summer look whether 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 United and Ten Hag decide on who they want to sell and who they want to bring in kind of thing United still actually need to be able to put out a solid a solid squad regardless and they all play in a in a similar manner. They're all they all on board because again I compare to Fulham. Fulham had God knows how many injuries and suspensions today. And it still looked like a Marco Silver silver team. United can't be that bad where they they need every single one of their first eleven players or else it goes to their game plan goes to pieces. That's not how football is. It, it you know it doesn't work like that. So yeah. Um someone just had a troll here. He's go he goes 43 year old 43 year season ticket holder And he thinks um, He's better than Alex Ferguson You should wash your mouth up, like, that's disgusting um, And he needs, a, needs to be On lifetime contract Yeah That's definitely a troll um, Dumb sports fan Okay I'm not calling him a dumb sport. This is actually His handle He said Bold man makes me Mild man Okay Whatever Whatever that means <laughs> um, Yeah and then we have, you know, call me Tamil, who's gonna be back on the pod soon. He just reckons it's over for him. So that's that's not encouraging. Um at all. And then we've got a bunch of memes, yeah. So yeah, a little bit of a short one here. Um unfortunately I'm a little bit pressed for time. Um, but yeah, I hope, hope you've enjoyed this. It's been a therapy session for me. I'm vexed and I you know I have no I have no dog in this fight. I just need you guys to be ready for next week against City, basically. And that's not looking positive right now. I can't even lie. It, it really isn't. I want to be positive for that, but uh, so much work needs to be done. And City, at, at, at this stage of the season, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, they can give you a really, really bad day because, you know, they could potentially go on a run. So we'll have to see how that goes. But look, Manchester Derby next week. United actually relatively do well in those, like in the bigger picture. Um, But because of the injuries and because of just where United are at right now, I just, I don't, it's very hard for me to see you guys getting anything from that game. I would love you guys to genuinely, but it's just going to be hard. So, 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 so hard. Um, So yeah, I I guess we'll leave it there. I've been Coach. Thank you guys for listening and I guess we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Ha! I take my shirt off ha! Work all day, hustle and pray Got no way to go, got to catch my shoe, My plantation, my plantation My plantation, I ah. plant it, plant I'm going